Hello and welcome back to Equity, the TechCrunch podcast where we unpack the numbers and the nuance behind the headlines. It is September 12th, 2022, and this is Alex. Now, I had actually expected the weekend to be slow and the week to start quietly, but the news gods will not allow that and there is a lot going on. But before we begin, don't forget the code EQUITY, all caps, will get you 15% off your Disrupt tickets, and I think that code still works for TechCrunch Plus if you do want to save money. Also, you make us look good internally, which I will not complain about. Now, with that out of the way, let's get into it. Let's kick off with my favorite topic, the stock market. And frankly, guys, I only have good news. Shares are higher over in Asia. They are higher in Europe, and they are set to rise, admittedly a little bit less, here in the US when markets open. But what about the other stock market? What about the world of crypto? Well, major cryptos have gained around 12% in the last week, although they're mostly quiet in the last day. The crypto market cap is now back over the $1 trillion mark, a figure it does seem to be oddly pegged to lately. And if you care about smaller cryptos, Polkadot has broken into the top 10, edging out Dogecoin, probably a good sign for crypto maturity. NFT volume is on pace to set another sequential monthly low on OpenSea when measured in ETH and other metrics are similarly depressed. And finally, there's nothing noticeable going on in the world of DeFi TVL, if that's your jam. And if you don't know what that means, congrats, you have a life. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a big week for crypto. The long-delayed and long-awaited ETH merge, which will see the Ethereum blockchain move from proof-of-work to proof-of-stake, is set to happen in just a few days. As I write to you, it is two days, 14 hours and 59 minutes away, but those numbers will be lower by the time you hear this. The change is no small affair. A long-awaited update to the second most valuable and most developer-friendly blockchain is a potential hinge moment for crypto more generally. How so? Well, if the merge goes well, it could be evidence that proof-of-stake is stable, safe, and sufficiently decentralized, and therefore the proof-of-work model is wasteful and inefficient. Crypto power usage is no small potatoes, no matter how the Bitcoin fans want to spin it. Critics are lambasting the merge as a move away from decentralization and towards a system with worsened security. So there's more than just a code switch at play here. How transactions are confirmed and new tokens are issued are absolutely fundamental to the crypto ecosystem, making this a natural experiment for the ages. There are a lot of jokes and commentary about the merge on Twitter because no one seems to know how it is going to go, or if a successful merge will lead to a pump or a dump, and by that I mean a rapid price increase or decrease afterwards, or neither. And finally, from crypto, the office of crypto is coming. Reuters reports that the American Securities and Exchange Commission, quote, will set up a new office to deal with filings related to crypto assets. The office of crypto assets. Who would have thought a few years ago that we would actually end up here? And while it's good to get respect via attention, I doubt that folks out there in the crypto world are going to agree with the SEC on many things. Let's put aside all things crypto and instead talk about startups. First up is a company called Gotham Greens, and it just raised a Series E worth some $310 million. That brings the company's total private market raise to $440 million since 2009. According to TechCrunch, the Series E is a sizable vote of confidence in the New York-based greenhouse firm that finds itself accelerating development on a trio of new greenhouses across three different states, including Texas, Georgia, and Colorado. The funding is also going to go towards procuring future locations and building out existing sites in Chicago and Providence, the last city in that list being, of course, where I currently live, so how could I avoid this story? The company is building big indoor growing facilities near the location of consumption, which can lower 
lower the carbon footprint of vegetables. This is urban agriculture meets scale, I suppose. I'm very curious to see how it, quote, grows and monetizes. And second today in startups, we have Dive Plane, which just raised a very healthy Series A worth $25 million. What does the company do? Well, according to TechCrunch, it offers products that create synthetic data to train AI systems, find anomalies in data, and forecast market trends. Synthetic data is a neat and growing startup segment. I have been reading about more and more companies in the space. It's no small matter. Think of it as the lorem ipsum of the data world, if you will, if a far more specific and useful example than the gobbledygook that we are all familiar with from WordPress. Synthetic data is a trend to keep in mind. Now for our quick rounds. First up, everybody is worried about TikTok. Reporting from the recent Code Conference makes it plain that TikTok remains very much the key talking point in tech. Critics worry about possible influence of the Chinese Communist Party on its algorithmic feed recommendations, while defenders note that its privacy issues are no worse than what we see at other social companies. Naturally, as the two viewpoints run on different tracks, there is very little progress in the argument. Both have a point. Next up, Amazon is matching or outspending Netflix on content. A Bloomberg report indicates that Amazon's prime business is going to outspend or loosely match Netflix on spending on streaming content in 2022. That's worth about $15 billion. To which I say, holy sh**. Also, between content and AWS, what percentage of Amazon is actually now focused on e-commerce? The company is a little bit different from Alphabet in that it has actually created engines of growth apart from its original business. The question is, what is Amazon really getting for its money? What portion or percentage of Prime subscribers would leave the service if there wasn't so much new digital content? Once you hook folks on that, though, it appears to cost infinite money to keep them interested, and by that I mean satiated. Amazon has a lot of money, but damn, this is not cheap. It seems that at a certain scale, ads become a kind of element of platform power. Amazon, Apple, and Microsoft all, as we have noted, have rising ad incomes, but it's also the siren song of digital content that becomes inescapable once you reach a certain size, though Microsoft with its enterprise focus has seemingly bowed out of that rat race, but some of big tech who want to compete with content pure plays are going to spend to do so, and it's going to be fun to watch and see who actually wins and who will cry uncle first. And finally, TechCrunch reports that EQT, the private equity and venture firm based out of Stockholm, is announcing that it has closed a 2.2 billion euro fund or $2.2 billion fund for EQT growth. It's going to use the money to invest in European and Israeli founders and startups in areas like enterprise, consumer, health, and climate tech. Typical rounds will range between 50 million euro and 200 million euro. Those are big checks coming for Europe. Keep your eyes open. And that is our show for this week. Don't forget the code equity will save you money on Disrupt Tickets and TechCrunch Plus access. Make sure you're following Equity on Twitter, where we tweet under the handle EquityPod. Also, if you want, I tweet under the handle Alex because that's my name. But no matter what, we are back on Wednesday morning. We are back on Friday morning. We'll talk to you then. Bye.